You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Rabbi Levi Avzan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Shul, live here in the studio just before Purim takes off. Oh, what an awesome day it's going to be, please God. DJ, it's going to be awesome, really. It's going to be awesome. Celebrations, it's just going to be a blast. So, as mentioned before the break, one of the customs that people have on the day of Purim is to dress up. So if you're walking down the streets and you're unfamiliar with this holiday and you see people walking around with strange-looking hats, strange-looking costumes, etc., just understand that they haven't lost their mind. It's just one day a year that they allow um, their wild side to come out and dress up in some interesting way. So what's the message of that? What's the message of dressing up? Now, we could go on a whole deeper Kabbalistic explanation. But for the sake of the show, if you don't mind, I want to go straight to the point. And that is, one day a year, we take off the, the costumes that we put on ourselves throughout the year. And we see who we are. In other words, like this. DJ likes everybody to know that he's a, he, he, he's a good radio guy. And I try, try to hide behind the fact that I have a, t- a prefix before my name called rabbi. And the other person tries to hide behind the, the thing that they're a doctor or a lawyer or an interior designer or a physio or a therapist or a DJ. CEO. And we walk around the world with an expectation that people will see us a certain way. And we get very offended, hashtag faribald, if somebody doesn't see us in that way. And our identity becomes very often our occupation, or not even our occupation, how much money we have the bank account. Our identity becomes the fact that I'm a parent. Ooh, I'm a father. I'm a mother. I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. All those stuff are wonderful. But at the core, Purim comes and screams at you when you strip away all those titles that you gave yourself or that life bestowed upon you just by circumstances. Who are you? What are you beyond all those titles? It's a great story. Stories told about Chatzke the Shike, Chatzkel the drunk, who shows up to a new town he's never been there before. And he walk, uh, shows up in town and the people say to him, so who are you? He says, my grandfather was the cook at the German Kaiser. Nice. Who are you? He says, my aunt is the best tailor in all of Africa. Fantastic. And who are you? My cousin is a first cousin with the Rothschilds. That's fantastic. But who are you? I'm Chachke the drunk. I'm just a drunk. Often we hide behind titles. Other people's titles or even our own titles. Who are you? What do you mean? Who am I? Do you know how much money I have in my bank account? You know what kind of life I made for myself? You know, I came from the worst of circumstances and I built a life for myself. Fantastic. But who are you? 
What do you mean? Uh, do you see where I came from and where I ended up? Yeah, but but that's not you. It's your accomplishments, but that's you. That's your identity. What happens to us when we take away all those layers? Everything we do, everything we hide behind, and we go straight to the core. When we, in other words, we take off the costumes that we put on the whole year, and now we're stripped bare, and now we have to ask ourselves, who am I? That's what Purim comes. Perm is not about dressing up as much as it is stopping to wear the, the dress that we wear the whole year. In other words... It's as much about the clothes that you're taking off than the new crazy clothes you're putting on. It's about taking off that costume that you put on the whole year, that robe that you wear, the fedora you wear, whatever look you have the whole year, that external impression that you want people to think of you out there in the world. What happens when it's taken away? Who are you? And that's a difficult thing. It's difficult for us to be able to accept that there has to be a part of us that's beyond all the titles. But think about it. We're born, we're, we're born without titles. When we die, we're put in shrouds, which are simple white shrouds that nothing could be on there. We go back simply. What's the message over there? The message is you're born without titles and you die without titles. In other words, you're not a title. Even the titles you have between your birth and your death are not real. That's why you can't carry them with you. They're nice. They're accomplishments. It's very nice to walk around and say, do you know what kind of life I made for myself? I'm the best lawyer in the country. I was elected to this and this and this. I came from an impoverished family and now I'm earning 50 grand a month. That's fantastic. But that's not you. That's not the essence. The essence has to be something deeper. And Purim comes and calls upon us and says, what is the essence of who you are? If I have to dig deeper than everything you say you are, who will I find? DJ, what's the answer? What's the essence? Godliness, purity, holiness, kindness, love, empathy, soul, connection. That's what you'll find if you dig deep. Innocence, vulnerability, faith, trust. belief but often we, we don't allow ourselves to dig that deep we hide behind a veneer and it's important because that's the way we engage with the world I can't walk around just being my essence the whole time I have to connect so I have a role to play if I'm a father if I'm a teacher if I'm a businessman etc I have to connect and engage that role but at least once a year, for one day, go deeper. Go deeper. That's why we're told that on Purim there's a mitzvah to reach a stage, Adeloyad, until you don't know. To reach a stage that you connect to a part of yourself that's deeper than knowledge, deeper than definition, 
Purim is a day that you reach Adeloyada until you don't know. In other words, you're deeper than what you think you know of yourself. You uncover an entire depth and beauty and essence which you didn't know existed. Next time we ask ourselves, who am I? Or somebody asks us, who are you? The challenge is to not fall into the trap and start telling me all your accomplishments. Because that's not you. You can't carry any of that with you. Who am I? Who are you? Purity. Dedication. Selflessness. Compassion. All the beautiful things that make us truly who we are. You're listening to 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. This is Rabbi Levi Aftson, and we're going to now go to a song, the 20 past song. It's called In a Song by Yeshiva Boys Choir, a beautiful song here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Aftson on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Rabbi Levi Aftson over here, just a few hours before Purim starts. Just over 24 hours, and today we're really talking about pulling away the veneer that covers us, that allows us to convince ourselves that we are something other than who we really are. You know, in the spirit of Purim, I'll tell you a story that uh, one, of the, one of the rabbis I grew up with in Brooklyn, in New York, so the story is told that he's one time sitting at a fabring, and he's sitting together at a gathering, and he says a bit of l'chaim, and he's a bit, uh, bit tipsy. And he has to order an Uber or a taxi, and uh, the taxi shows up, and the taxi driver turns to him and says, Sir, where do you live? And this fellow looks at him and says, Who said I live? Where do you live? Who said I live? And that story at first glance seems like a ridiculous story. But it's, but it's true. What do you mean? You say, where do I live? Who says I'm living? What am I? That question is an authentic question. As one other mentor of mine put it to me, he says, are you, are you alive because you're alive, or are you alive because you haven't been hit by a truck yet? In other words, is your life a default? I just happen to be alive because I'm not dead. Or I'm alive because I'm alive. You could, it could be a reactive life or a proactive life. In other words, are you just alive because... I don't know, you're alive, you're, you just haven't died yet, or you, are you alive because you're choosing to live, it's a choice. It's not just, oh, by default, I woke up this morning, I guess I'm alive. Well, I, I, wasn't not, I wasn't sure if I wanted to live, but I guess I'm alive. Live! And how does a person get to live like that when they're true to them, who they are? And that's the perm story. The perm story tells us, take off the costume that we put on the whole year that allows us to convince me I'm prestigious well you know who I am my grandmother my grandfather my uncle you know how much money I'm going to inherit you have no idea I'm a somebody I'm a somebody and Purim comes and says give me a break man really that's who you are your bank account value. Really? The titles in front of your name, doctor, dot, 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 with four, 14 other letters and 14 letters after your name. That's who you are. 
That's your essence. And the Purim story is the perfect example where you could dig in. Because what happened at the time? Let's give some context. Once upon a time, the Jewish people were kicked out of the land of Israel. About 2,500 years ago. There was the destruction of the first commonwealth of the Jewish people in Israel. And the Babylonian kingdom, under a character the name of Nebuchadnezzar, killed many Jews, destroyed the first temple, and moved the Jews over to where Iraq, Iran, area, Babylonia. Not too long after, Babylonia is conquered by Persia. And the Jews are getting comfortable there. Right? They start, oh, life is good. They've already been over here for, what, 60 years? Feeling comfortable. And Ahasuerus, the king of the time, invites them to a party. 180 days, and then a special party for seven days after the 180 days, and they get invited. Kirtzayinishvish, like everybody wants. A party for everyone. And suddenly, these guys are feeling very prestigious. Do you know who I got an invitation from? I got an invitation to the wedding of the Mr. Prestige. You know, you could see when people, they, they start, their back starts walking up straight because suddenly they were invited to the fancy schmancy wedding someplace in Santon. You know, like, I made it in life. You know, you know, you know that million dollar wedding? <laughs> I was invited to it. Uh, you're feeling, you're feeling very posh. You're feeling very, very, uh, very important. And that's the way the Jews were walking around. They're feeling very, very chuffed with themselves. What do you mean? The king invited us. Ooh, I'm a somebody. Really? Is that what makes you a somebody? Really? Is that, is that your identity? The fact that you got an invitation because your cousin's grandmother is a first cousin with a local billionaire, so therefore you got an invitation to come to the wedding. He has no idea who you are and he couldn't care less, but you got an invitation. Lucky you. Really? That's the big, that's the big yichus. That's the whole story. DJ, you agree? Yeah, everybody. I'm a somebody. I went to university and I got educated by the top professor and blah, 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 blah. So I'm a somebody. I want a distinction, I'm a somebody, etc., etc., whatever. So there they are, they're feeling, walking around the party, Ahasuerus' party, they're feeling like a million bucks. We, the Jewish people who just 60 years ago were kicked out of our own country, look how we've made it in life. And what does God look at them and say? God looks at them and says, really, is that who you are? Is that your identity? That Ahasuerus invited you to a party? Let's see it, let's see that. Not too long after comes a character named Haman and decides to destroy the Jewish people. And he gets that same king that invited those Jews to the party. That same king now signs off for 10,000 silver coins. You can kill every Jew. That's the Purim story. Now, I don't understand. And most of the, most of the Jews must have sat there trying to figure it out. Hey, 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 hey. hey. My tie that I bought for that party is still looking very fresh. I didn't even have to send it to the cleaners yet. And now that king that, that, that what? That invited me to a party is now... How's that happen? What do you mean? I thought I was somebody. And unfortunately throughout history, it's happened to us, the Jewish people, countless times. Germany in the 1920s. We made it. We were there. Professors and lawyers and doctors, judges, the whole story. We advanced. Emancipation. 
The era of enlightenment is here. And those same people stab us in the back in the early 30s and, and, and kill six million of us? Or whether it was Spain in the 1400s when we, were, we achieved the greatest levels in the government. Characters like our Barbanel and other wonderful Jewish people who really made a tremendous difference to the, to the golden age of Spain. And then suddenly, King Ferdinand, Queen, Queen Isabella, they kick the Jews out. And for the few Jews who stayed, an inquisition starts that lasts for hundreds of years, killing untold amount of Jews who wanted to keep their Judaism in private. I don't get it, seemingly. What do you mean? I made it in life. I'm the government. Ich bin amacher. But Purim comes and tells you that's not who you are. At the core, every anoichi, you're a Jew, you have a soul, you have a, you're a part of God, that's your essence. You want to have success? Great. You want to make a difference? Great. But don't forget who you really are. Your self-esteem should not come from the fact that a king invited you to a party. That you're suddenly hanging around the millionaires. That's not your identity. That's not your essence. Don't take yourself so seriously. Who are you? Where do you come from? What's your history? What's your heritage? What's your background? You know what happens often people that come from very simple backgrounds and suddenly they achieve success and they forget about everybody, huh? They move out of the small little town or the township or, you know, the, the, the small little place and now they move to the big city. What do you mean? Do I know you from anywhere? I'm now prestigious. I'm in the government. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know who you are. What do you mean? We grew up together. Nah, never grew up with you. When we lose our essence, when we forget that who we are has nothing to do with who thinks you're cool. You could win an election. You can have a million people say that you're the best thing ever since sliced bread. That's not who you are. What are you? You're an essence. Don't let any... That's what the Purim story comes and tells us. Don't let anything other than who you really are define you. Because if you let other things to define you, you'll be surprised how quickly they can be ripped away. Germany, within a few years, took out all the success of, of 150, 200 years of German emancipation, of Jewish advancement. Just knocked it all out. And suddenly the Jew has to look at himself and say, Who am I? I'm no longer a doctor, I'm no longer a lawyer, what am I? And that was the Purim story. When the Jew unfortunately forgot that what makes them special is the fact that they have a special mission in this world and they have to stay true to who they are and that is what gives you dignity. What gives you dignity is not what the king thinks of you. It's not how many pictures you can post on Facebook with celebrities. That's not how many likes you get on a post on Facebook that gives you an identity. Oh, do you know what I posted? I got 350 likes. I'm a somebody. People like what I posted. Really? How far is that going to get you in life? When you're going through a difficult time and you start posting about your sob story, do you think you're going to get likes then? Nah, nonsense. 
But today, unfortunately, so many of us are creating an alternative identity of who we are. Our Facebook status, our Google Plus status, our um, WhatsApp status, our, uh, well, gosh, I, I forgot. What, what's the other things called? Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, a lot of statuses, and that's it. And I just have to make sure that every day all the statuses are updated because, whoa, do you know, I was walking and I bumped into Mr. Celebrity and I got a new picture. That's I have to update the status. Everybody knows, ooh, I made it. You don't know, whoa. Give me a break. That's who you are. You're so much bigger than that. We're so much more than the places we go to and the people we meet and the things we say and the quirky things that we do. We're so much more than that. And that's what Purim comes and says, cut it out. Take off the costume. Stop putting up a facade as if you're somebody who you're not. Become the real person. And let people see the real you because that's what we want to see. We don't like you when you just show off and you sit there telling us about all the smashing successes you have. We don't buy it. We want to see real you. We want to see authentic you. We want to have a real connection with you. We don't want you to be the snob. What, what, do, what do our spouses want from us? What do our kids want from us? Really, when was the last time you saw a kid boasting and sit there saying, oh, my dad is the coolest thing ever? No, all a kid wants is, my dad loves me. My mom loves me. They have a connection. Essence, basic stuff of life that Purim comes and says, and that's why so many of the mitzvahs of Purim, so many of the commandments of Purim are so basic. Sit down and have a party with family. Send gifts to friends. Give money to the poor. Basic human connection stuff because that's the stuff that's real. That's the stuff that's real. Connection. Coming together in synagogue, learning to, listening to the Megillah, all that stuff. Simple, unsophisticated, genuine, real stuff is what Purim comes and reminds us and says, you really don't need that much in life to be true to who you are. And on the contrary, the more you get in life, the harder it is to stay true to your essence. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 Chai FM. Really? Come on. I mean, really, like I, I expected more from you. You should be dressing up. So today, as we said just before the break, and DJ was talking to me in the 30-second in the break we had, Today, people are just looking for something exciting to post so that people sit there saying, wow, you're amazing. You're doing something incredible. And more than ever, our identity it has very little to do with who we are and much more to do with the projection that we project. So here's a challenge. DJ, for the 24-hour Purim story, no Facebook. For 24 hours on Purim, get off all your statuses. If you're sitting around and you're, you're having a good time, please don't post it to Facebook. Nobody cares. And even if they do care, it's irrelevant. They don't really care. And for 24 hours, try to actually just tap into the experience of being joyous, of connecting, of wearing a costume, even if you're not going to get 500 likes on Facebook for your costume, of just being, of being, of, of being, gosh, do I love Shabbos. That 24-hour period that you know no matter what, you're not turning your phone on. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm actually surprised that the whole world is not running towards Shabbos these days because, gosh, you, you know what that means, DJ? You should try it. 24 hours every seven days, you lock yourself out and you just allow yourself to be essence. And Purim comes and screams at us and says, Come on! Be real! Be who you are! Stop being projection! From a young age, we already, our parents push us towards success. So, ooh, my kid is the best ballet, and my kid won the chess competition, and my kid won the, the, the Mensch of the Year award, and my kid won this, and my kid is the best in tennis, and my kid's the best in the... Gosh, they've come up with so many sports so that everybody can be the best at something. Poor me, I was never the best in any sport, but maybe that's why I, maybe that's why I don't feel good with myself, because... I don't have anything to say. Come on. What's real? What's real? From the youngest age, we're just putting in our kids projections that the kid now suddenly feels all chaffed with himself because I won the tennis match. Really? That makes you what? What exactly does it tell me about your essence? I'm sorry, sports fanatics, but what does it tell me about you? It's great. It's awesome, it's healthy, it's all fantastic. But that's where your self-esteem comes from. That's where your essence comes from. Self-esteem and and genuine self-worth comes from places like love and connection and faith and trust and vulnerability. That's the stuff that are really beautiful. Your kid could win every single competition and still be rotten as a... as a piece of food that sat out of the fridge for four days. After load shedding. (laughs) Gosh, last Friday, our area had like, we didn't have electricity for a few hours, and suddenly you're taking out the food, and you're like, oh, Lord, just taste half normal. But that's what happens. All the other stuff in life, it's like rotting. It just rots. It's nice, it's there, it's cute. How long are you going to sit there celebrating the fact that once upon a time you were cool? It's very nice that 15 years ago I bumped into a big celebrity and I took a picture and I hung it on the wall. How long is that going to give you anything? Very little, huh? I know a kid that one time met a celebrity and shook their hand and they didn't wash their hands for the next year or something because, oh, I, I need to hold on to that hand. Give me a break. Give me a break. Really? That's your sense of identity? You shook the hand of a celebrity? Your sense of identity is you're a child of God, that you're a piece of God, that, you're, that you have a mission, that you have a purpose, that you're beautiful, that you're, that you're, you're, you're worthy of love, that you are love. Just all the wonderful stuff. Two words, mi ata. Who are you? We don't ask that question enough. We ask questions like, how do I make more success? What legacy will I leave for myself? What do people think about me? How many likes do I have? All the stuff that make how much value in your life, DJ? Zero. 
However, if we focus on the essence and Purim comes and says, focus on it, then we uncover that what's really important in life is not there. It's here. It's not outside of you. It's in you. You don't have to go anywhere to uncover your inner beauty. You have to look inside. It's not about who you meet, but it's about meeting yourself. It's not about how many selfies you're posting, but actually having a real selfie conversation with yourself to discover who your real selfie is. It's not how many people like you on Facebook, it's how much you like yourself. How many likes do you give yourself a day? How much of your self-love is dependent on the likes that other people give you? How much of our love is dependent on the fact that God loves us? That's real. Like, imagine that you wanted to actually take all the likes you got on Facebook and take it with you into the grave. What would you actually do? You can't even cut it out of the screen. So what would you do? You would just write down on the note that throughout his lifetime, the late John posted 500 posts to Facebook. He collectively got 50,000 likes. May he rest in peace. Amen. Can you imagine writing that in your grave? Just one day a year to be authentic. To take off our costumes. And to say, who am I? And we discover then that the I is much more beautiful than we could ever imagine much more beautiful than our PhD and our social network and the people who think we're cool. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much more real. But as long as we live in the external, we avoid the greatest gift of life, and that is to look internally and discover the neshama, the soul. Purim is the day of soul. Purim is the day of Mesiris Nefesh, of discovering how connected we really are with God. To discover that what makes us beautiful is not that a king invited us to a party, but that the king of the heaven and earth chose us, loves us, believes in us, empowers us, and waits for us to do our mission. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. So in the last few minutes of the show, let's talk about what we could do this Purim. 24 hours, the holiday starts. And the, the holiday of Purim has four main mitzvahs. And each one of them is like a puzzle that when we do all four together, it just uplifts us and gives us a beautiful experience. So the first mitzvah we bump into is read the Megillah. We hear the story. In other words, we, 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 ha- we reconnect to the miracle. So tomorrow night and when Thursday morning again, we come and it's about a half an hour to 40 minutes. You hear the Megillah being read and you read it and you, you connect to that beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. You can read it. The, the story of Esther. Number one, reconnect to the tale, to the beautiful legacy, to the beautiful essence. Number two, Mishloch Manot. Send gifts to your friends. Reconnect to those friends who you only wish them happy birthday once a year and send them a gift. Nice little food. Two types of foods. You just bring, put it together, wrap it nicely, 
drop it off in their house, wish them a, a Chag Sameach, and connect. Number three, Matanas Lavyonim, in many ways the most important and beautiful, and that is charity to the poor. Help people who are less fortunate. We're told on the day of Purim, whoever opens their arm, you give them, undiscretionary. It's the one day, just be generous. Stop asking them how much money they have in the bank account. Just give. Help. Be abundant. When a person's joyous, they, 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 they're no longer inhibited. They could just share. And number four, party. So does Purim. Party away. Sometime throughout the day, and it could go into the night as well, celebrate. Celebrate essence. Celebrate who you are. Celebrate the awesome opportunity to be joyous. Be happy. Sit, eat good food. Say l'chaim and just have a great, grand, awesome time. This is the day of Simcha, the Simcha of Purim, that the mitzvah of the day, the commandment of the day is be joyous. Connect to people, hear the story, celebrate, party, just engage. I always tell people, it shocks me that the two most popular days on the Jewish calendar for many Jews is Yom Kippur, where you starve, and Pesach, where you also starve. Whatever, or you just pay a fortune of money to eat food that, t- that tastes horrendous anyway. Why is it that the two most popular days in the Jewish calendar are the two days that are, at least food-wise, the most miserable? I would argue to throw a third day in. Purim! It's a great day! Not much to do. You don't have to take off your leather shoes. You don't have to starve yourself for 24 hours. You don't have to go pay five times the pound for Coca-Cola just because it's kosher le Pesach. You can do whatever you want, brother. Just celebrate. Purim is that day that should become a little more popular. And maybe, just maybe, if our kids connect to Judaism not only on the two heaviest days of the year, but on the light, fun easy days of the year, they might actually say, you know what, Judaism's quite cool. It's not only sitting in a room listening to a choir and listening to a rabbi berate them about the sins of the past, but it's actually fun. So, tomorrow night starts the funnest 24 hours of the year. Have a great time. And as you're having a great time, remember that the stuff we need in life, the stuff we need to make us happy, are not out there. They're in here. Wishing you a Purim Sameach, a Shabbat Shalom. Have an awesome time. May we all connect to our essence. And may God choose this time of the year, the time of joy, to send us the ultimate greatest joy, the coming of Mashiach, the coming of our righteous Redeemer, a time of beauty and peace and connection and revelation speedily in our days. Amen. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Chai FM. Have a great week.